talk, you know I, I talk about my boys all the time, okay? That's the stage of life I'm in. I've got three young boys. It is what it is, right? So um, when I put them to bed at night, one of the things that we try and do is not just have, you know, obviously their dad's a pastor, right? That's not, that's, that's tough for a kid, right? It's tough for them. They go to church, and then I'm, I'm at work, essentially, right? And so one of the things that we try to be intentional about is, like, you know, showing them that it's not just something daddy does, but it's a relationship. It's a part of who we are, where if I didn't do this and I was some other profession, uh, it would still be a priority uh, for us as a family. And so when I put my two oldest to bed, and I usually am the one, not tonight, but usually am the one who puts the two oldest to bed, we go through this routine. And we have this cool little devotional that talks about something crazy, uh, whether it's science or, or creation or something just um, nuts. And, and then it, it like brings a biblical truth to it, has a verse with it. My oldest son looks it up. He reads it because he can read now, which is awesome. And then after that, we do this little, we do a story out of, it's called the, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's called the Action Bible, right? Sounds cool. Um, and, and it's literally like a comic book Bible for like kids, but it's pretty graphic, um, like legit. It's kind of graphic, you know, um, so they're going to be afraid. Uh, like, you know, the Jonah story, it's creepy, man. That fish is like zombie fish. So there, it's, it's, there's some weird stuff, some weird images in that. But we've been walking through that. And so I'm reading them out of that last night. And, and, and so last night, because we, we just started going through it, you know, Genesis is the first book in the Bible, so we're walking through it, and, uh, and it just highlights the main stories. And so the story that we read, I'm going to read it to you guys, okay? Not in the Action Bible uh, with pictures, but uh, unfortunately, but I'm going to read it just straight out of uh, this Bible, <laughs> the ESV, and I'm going to read it to you, and... and it connects with exactly what we're talking about tonight. Guys, we're talking about anger, okay? And this is literally the first moment we see in the history of humanity where anger literally takes over someone's life, okay? In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it says this. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife. You all know what that means. You're all in college. And she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother, Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry. And his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. And I looked at my two boys and said, so let's pray, you guys. And they're just mortified. And they're looking at each other like, what? 
you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm not closing my eyes tonight, you know. And I mean, they're, they're six and eight, you know. And I just read the first murder, uh, you know, to them. And I'm like, what am I doing? Who wrote this Bible, you know? Um, but after I, like, walked them through what was going on, you know, and, and how they're not going to kill each other, uh, we, you know, what you have here, you guys, is, is you've got Adam and Eve's kids, right? Adam and Eve's kids, you've got Cain and Abel, and uh, they have these two boys, and they grow up, and, and they're very different, okay? They're very different, and, uh, and, and, and so they're sacrificing to God. That's what, that's what we see all throughout the Old Testament. They would sacrifice to God, and uh, as they would sacrifice, there were acceptable sacrifices, and there were sacrifices that were not acceptable, okay? Uh, and that's, that's all throughout the Old Testament, Okay, and so Abel's sacrifice, that is what God had asked. That is what was pleasing to God. His brother, nope, that's not what I asked. That's not pleasing to me. And so what happens? What do we see happen? Okay, um, you accepted my brothers. You don't accept me. Boy, that sounds like a familiar story. And now he says, it says in there what? He's angry. He's angry. So here we go, at least from what I can tell here, we've got anger happening now, right? This is new. This is like humanity's first, like here we go, what's going to happen, right? And so, so there's anger being demonstrated, and the struggle that we have whenever we read a story in the Bible is it's short, isn't it? Right? It's not a novel where you're like, you know, learning about the character and their backdrop and their story and, and, and all their struggles and all that. And then by the end, you've, you know everything, right? Like, no, it's tough. It's like there's Cain, there's Abel, there's bro- their brothers, don't accept the worship. Uh, Cain gets angry, murders his brother. Right? Like, like, it's like, that's it. And we're left to like go, huh? You know? And, and, and but what we see when we start to like look at this is obviously um, Cain is angry. He's angry at his brother, right? He's jealous. He sees his brother being accepted, being received by God. So he's mad at his brother. He's probably mad at God, right? He's like, God, why? Why why him? Why not me? Okay? Um, and, 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 and so he's wrestling with this. Now, here's what's so cool about God. You guys, God is not up there going, let's just see if they fail me. Like, no, God wants to help you, okay? And so God actually intercepts Cain's uh, mind and, and, and what he's thinking here. He says, listen, you know what's going on here. You know how to serve me. You know what's pleasing to me. Do it this way. You have an opportunity to course correct. Do it because this literally is crouching at your door and it wants to overtake you. Okay, it wants to hijack everything great right now in your life. It wants to hijack your purpose. It wants to hijack uh, the, the things that I have for you. So, so, so I'm warning you, okay, please. But what does Cain do? Right, very next verse, right? Obviously, he didn't heed that warning. You know, and, and, and if I'm like, if I just have permission, and I'm giving myself permission to kind of fill in the gap, I'm guessing Cain didn't really think his anger was that big of a deal, right? I'm guessing he was just like, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm upset, okay? And some of us, we would define ourselves as not angry people, okay? We would say, I'm not an angry person. In fact, everybody says how nice I am. Everybody says how forgiving I am. Um, People come to me. People think I'm happy. All these things. 
But maybe deep down you're harboring some things. Maybe deep down you're holding on to something. Maybe there's something that bothers you. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's the success of someone else. You do the same thing, but they're successful. You're not. Uh, Their relationship's working, and they're doing everything wrong. Your relationship's not working. You're doing everything you're trying to do right. Uh, All these things, and and, and you're mad uh, maybe at a person. Maybe you're still mad at your mom. Maybe you're still mad at your dad. Uh, I've shared it before. A huge thing that happened in my life later on in my 30s was I found out I was mad at my dad and I had been holding on to something from my childhood for years and ultimately it didn't hit me and break me till I was sitting on the carpet with my boys playing with them and all of a sudden I'm just like a wreck because I had never walked through it. I'd never processed that anger in a healthy way. It was unresolved. Okay, and so Cain has this unresolved anger going on in his heart, in his mind, and, and, and he lets it just fester. He lets it stay there. And, and, and you guys, the thing about anger, and you're going to hear me say this a lot tonight, like anger doesn't just stay there. Like we think it does, right? I'm over it. I got this. I'll move forward. Oh, we're friends again. So, so it's okay. Guys, just because you're friends again doesn't mean it's okay, does it? Let's be honest. It doesn't. You're holding on to that. You're holding on to that. You may say, I forgive you, but you're locking that away. It's there. Unfortunately, we pull it out at a moment of wrath. We pull it out, and I got you. Cain held on to it, held on to it, held on to it, and then it overtook him, right? Overtook him. It had to. He sees his brother in the field, doesn't say they were arguing all it, just killed him killed his brother, took him out. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with him anymore. I can't deal with the reality that God loves him. Seems like he loves him more than me. He's more accepted than I am, and that I'm done. I want to eliminate him, and he doesn't listen to the warnings from God that you got to deal with this or it's going to overtake you. You guys, there are anger. there's anger in your life, and it will overtake you. It will overtake you. I don't care how put together you may present yourself. I don't care uh, how, how, like, how opposite people may think that is from your life, from your heart. Uh, you guys, we have to learn how to deal with this. Because here's the thing, as I was prepping for this and thinking about this, you guys, right now, and man, I can't remember another time since I've been alive, where people are just more angry. I mean, I think if I took a poll, you would all raise your hands if I said, hey, how many think the world is just crazy angry right now? You'd all go, yep. And, and, and it's literally almost daily, like locally in our news. Like locally, not like, oh, the world. But I mean, we're, we're seeing uh, people getting shot, you know. Uh, we're, we're seeing road rage. Uh, I mean, we had a police chase at the Valley River Mall like two months ago over like a road rage incident. The police are chasing him. Uh, and, and he literally, and they literally, the dude, like, I'm going to get away by going to the mall. Really? Anyway, so he's shooting through the mall parking lot, and people come in and, hey, man, did you hear about that? Did you hear the sirens going off? I'm like, no. Um, I was actually paying attention to what I was saying. But um, that was, like, going on, and people are losing their minds. They're losing their minds. A lady got hit moving a mattress off the road. The, the driver that hits her stops, looks, and then takes off. Like, wh- you've lost your mind. There is an anger that we're seeing. There's a venom that we're speaking to each other with, that we're talking about each other, that we're saying, that we're uh, throwing at each other through social media, through other channels, all of this. And it's just, you guys, it is 
awful, it's out of control, and here's the thing. It dramatically affects your mental health. Not only your mental health, but your physical health. But you can't, like, like one of the things that, that you guys that we've seen throughout the series is you can't disconnect these pieces. I think one of the things that we think we, we, we're, we're, like, winning is, oh, that's just a physical problem I have, or that's just a mental thing, but it's not touching there. Like, no, all of these things are playing together in the same sandbox, Okay? And, 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 and so you need to know you can't just isolate one or the other. They're all playing together, and, it, and, it's, and it's all going to impact you in some uh, way. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this, all right? So suppressed anger or undealt with anger uh, is one of the main underlying causes of anxiety, of depression. Um, it, it disrupts relationships. It affects your thinking and behavior patterns when it's undealt with. It creates a variety of physical problems. There's a, uh, there's a ton of uh, studies off of long-term undealt with anger uh, where they literally call it like chronic anger. And it's been linked to all kinds of health issues, high blood issues, uh, skin disorders, uh, heart attacks, strokes, headaches, digestive problems. Um, and then, obviously, we see in addition to that, anger is obviously linked to problems like crime, emotional, physical abuse, and other violent uh, behaviors. Now, uh, where does it come from? Where does, this, where, does the, where does the anger that we feel, uh, where does that come from, okay? Because uh, it's this feeling, it's this strong feeling. Well, it could come from a frustration, right? I'm frustrated with the situation. I'm frustrated with them. So that frustration that you have can very quickly become what? Very quickly become angry. Now, there's a difference between I'm frustrated with you and I'm angry with you, right? When you think of friendships and that, frustration's kind of like, man, we had a miscommunication there. Um, I'm frustrated. Why did you do that? Anger is deliberate, okay? So frustration can be the start. Embarrassment or humiliation. How many of you have been embarrassed or humiliated and you played it off and you laughed with everybody, and then you walked out of the room, and you're like, I hate them. And in situations, you've been embarrassed, you've been humiliated, might be a, a parent, a sibling, a friend, uh, a coworker, whatever. And, and, and the reality is we're talking about with undealt with situations that we allow to fester, right? And what may have just been something funny, humiliating, it angered you, and you're still holding on to it. You're upset. You haven't let it go. Still, you have not let it uh, go. Uh, it can happen through guilt or shame. You can feel guilt or shame, and that can actually lead to anger in your life, okay? Whether you were a part of something or something happened to you, you can feel anger, right? Uh, jealousy. Je Cain and Abel, right? Jealousy. Jealousy is a huge one that can lead to anger, okay? In fact, jealousy is one of those things we don't like to say it out loud, but when we actually look at what jealousy means, it's lurking in our hearts, okay? Um, hurt or sadness, just being hurt or sad, that can quickly turn to anger. Uh, feeling unable to control a situation. I know some people, when they're in a situation and they can't control it because they like to be in control, they just get angry. Okay? Uh, feeling threatened um, or frightened. Okay? If I feel threatened or frightened, you can be angry. Uh, feeling unfairly treated can cause you to be angry. Uh, feeling misunderstood or not listened to. Okay? If you've been in a dating relationship, you've seen that. Okay, one of you's gotten angry probably uh, for those reasons. Uh, feeling a loss of connection to maybe your family or community. Okay, you can become angry when you feel like you've been isolated out of the community you had or isolated out of the family 
that you felt like you had a connection to, okay? All those things can uh, lead to anger. Now, what are the signs that are there that, that point to I'm angry, right? What are some of the signs? Well, obviously, there are some really clear signs, right? Uh, over like an intensity, overwhelming level of uh, being aggressive, uh, verbally, physically, um, uh, you know, all these different uh, aggressions that you may have. Um, for some, it's this. You know you have an issue with anger when you're having trouble expressing anger. That's huge. Some of us, we just haven't labeled it. Okay, maybe uh, part of it is feeling sad and distressed as a result of getting angry, okay? Uh, for some of you, uh, you are uh, using alcohol and other drugs to manage the anger. Now listen, I plead with you, if that's what you're doing, stop, okay? Alcohol will magnify your anger, okay? That is what it does. And I am not speaking to you as just some pastor who never drink anything. Like, I had an issue with that. I had an issue with that. I had an anger issue, and I loved to drink, and I would drink a lot, and I got into fights and everything else. Why? Why? <laughs> because it magnified my anger. And I was a very like, happy, fun, life-of-the-party guy, but what would happen is alcohol would bring out this anger in me, and I would be angry. All of a sudden, it would just be like that. Guys, do not think you can medicate this and it goes away. What you're doing, when you, and when I'm talking about medication, I'm talking about like, you know, alcohol, uh, substance abuse, okay? Things like that. That will not solve it. That will magnify your anger, your aggression. Uh, you will say things that you shouldn't say. You're like, well, I dealt with it at least. Mm, you just created a, a, just a, a wreck, Right? There's a wake of destruction in your path when you uh, go through it in that way. Uh, there's withdrawal from people or situations, okay? Um, bottling things up rather than coping with them in a healthy way. Uh, regretting the things you did or said when you were angry. If you find yourself often regretting what you've been saying or doing when you're angry, you, should, you probably have an anger issue. Okay, um, expressing anger by saying or doing something aggressive or violent, right? Like shouting, swearing, throwing, or uh, hitting things, right? Those are all signs that you're angry, okay? Now, in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, it says this. It says, my brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I love that. Okay? Quick to hear, slow to speak, and, 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 and slow to become angry. This is your warning. This is that warning that God gave Cain. He's like, listen, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Righteousness, this rightness, the, the, the way you should live to experience the fulfillment and the fullness that he has for you. Anger will hijack that from you. Okay, I know so many people whose lives have been ruined by anger, and it wasn't this like gradual Thing, it, was, it was actually, it was one moment and they lost everything in their life over anger. 
I was, I was uh, ministering um, when I was in San Diego. We moved up here five years ago now. We were in San Diego for a long time. I was a pastor down there for a long time. And I did a lot in the prison system down there. And I would speak uh, in the prisons and that, and I loved it. And in, uh, I'll never forget, Yard 4 was where the lifers were. And I'll never forget sitting down. I've shared this story before, but I'm sitting down with this guy um, who could rip me apart with his arms. And, and we're sitting there, and we're talking, and he's just sharing his story. And, and, he's, and he's telling me his story, and, he's, and he literally just said, I lost my mind, man. I just, I just, I had this anger unresolved towards my parents uh, and my situation growing up. I never dealt with it. I just started acting out more and more, and then it got to the point, I just lost my mind one time, and uh, I drank a bunch of alcohol, and I got in my car, and I just got on the five freeway, and I waited for someone to tick me off, and I was like, I'm going to kill him. And he goes, that's what I did. And I'm sitting there going, can I pray for you? <laughs> that's cool man God forgives you psycho uh, like no I'm like yeah I read about you um, but <laughs> I'm like so like just one moment man he's like yeah I lost it I'm here he's serving a life sentence life like done and the relationship he had with done Goals is not done. And, and I was reminded of Cain and Abel there, right? Like, Cain's life is over. I mean, everything changed from that point in time in human history because of that moment, because of that decision. And I think that's the, the scary thing about this, is anger is so great at hiding, at lurking, at, at building, at manipulating you, at making you think it's not a big deal, at making you think it's not there. And then it just snaps and, and it's not like you have control. You don't. It's overtaking you over time. And that's why, like, literally God's word says, listen, you got to pay attention to this because it wants to overtake you. It wants to steal from my plans for you. Okay? And, and, and usually, like I said, we highlight the people that lost their mind, but you know what? It's usually the ones that are on a slow burn uh, that, that end up blowing up the most. And... and and so, you guys, this is, it says, listen, be careful. Be warned about this. This doesn't produce the result that he wants to produce in your life. Pay attention to it. Throughout this mental health series that we've been on, what have I told you? Your body is communicating to you. It's an alarm system. When things are happening, when you find yourself angry a lot, when you find yourself going, I need to figure out a way to just deal with this or that, or why is this happening? Why am I having these thoughts? Your body is an alarm, and it's saying something's wrong. Listen to it. Listen to it. And a lot of times, God's going to speak to you through your body. Okay? And so you need to pay attention uh, to it. Um, and so... When we, when we look at this and, and when we look at uh, what it's warning us against, we got to pay attention to it. Uh, it hurts your ability to walk in the walk that God has designed for you. Um, and, and here's the other thing, you guys, that, that I see often is a lot of us, our anger is actually directed at God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I shared a story like three weeks ago where I was having a crazy conversation with a dry cleaner who shared with me as she just started telling me her life story and she knew I was a pastor and then she gets to the point where she goes, well, honestly, I think, I think I'm just, I can't go back to church right now because I'm just mad at God because he didn't pull my two boys out of their addiction and they both overdosed and died. So I'm 
I'm just mad at God. Right? Some of us are mad at God. We just are. We're mad. We're mad for what's happened to us. Mad for our parents' divorce. We're mad for our parents' situation, our mom, our dad, uh, what's going on in school, what's been done to us, what's been said to us, what's been said about us, um, all these things. And we're like, you know, Sunday I preached on how God is almighty, almighty creator. And, uh, and I think it's a very natural question for us to go, well, if he's an almighty creator, where was he there? Right? Where, where is he at? Where is he at in Ukraine right now? Where is he at? He's almighty, he's all powerful and all of that. Um, why didn't he save that? Why didn't he save me from that? That's a very common question I get asked on campus. And with adults and people of all ages. My kids ask it to me at night when they go to bed right? It's a common question, and, and for a lot of us, we felt like we can't ask that. We can't approach him with that emotion, but we've held on to it, and we're angry, and, and what that's done is it's literally created a wall between us and the intimacy that God has designed for us to experience with him, and so your relationship always hits this barrier, this wall, because every time you try, think you're growing, that comes up again, and you can't deal with it because you're refusing to deal with it. And same thing for some of you with relationships with other people, with relationships with your dad, with your mom, or, or a sibling, or, or a friend, or an old friend you had, uh, you can talk, but it's surfacy. You're not going to go to this level ever again in your mind because you're angry. Guys, when we think about um, how, when we think about anger, it, it, most of the time it's coming from not dealing with it in a healthy, appropriate, or timely way. We learn to cope with it, we learn to avoid it, we stuff it down really well. And what we do for comfort is we just disassociate with the people who we're mad at, right? So we just disassociate, we distance ourselves from them. A lot of times we don't even tell them why, yeah? You're just like, oh, I'm all of a sudden just busy all the time when you text me. Or I just ghosted you for, you know, um, like, like all of those things. That's what we do in our culture. But we still, what's crazy is we still hold on to it, right? We disassociate ourselves. We get different friend groups, all of that. We refuse to talk to those people anymore. And if it's God, we're like, ah, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm done. Uh, but what we still do is we still hold on to it. So we're still angry. That's what's so tough and what's so manipulative about anger is you're like, I'll just get rid of it. I'll just avoid it. I'll just like disassociate, but you're still holding on to anger. And, the, and you think you're holding on to it, but it's actually what? It's holding on to you, and then all of a sudden you react, you explode as somebody who has, you have no business exploding at, you have no business uh, getting mad at, but because you've been just bottling this stuff up, all of a sudden you just freak out. And everybody's just going like, what? Who are you? What's going on? In Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Now, once again, it's a warning, right? Warning us again. Like, hey, so this thing called anger, it's real. Uh, and, 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 and he says what? Don't let the sun go down on it. Why is that important for us tonight? Well, in our culture, we, we never anymore handle an issue with someone directly, do we? We don't. We are the most passive-aggressive people ever. I don't know how many people, I, this is what I say every time, and all my staff knows I'm going to say this. When they say, hey, so-and-so, I'm like, did you talk to him? They're like, I knew you were going to say that. I'll, I'll ask you the same thing. When you say I have a problem with so-and-so, I'll be like, did you talk to him? 
You'd be like, no. Well, why don't you start with that? That's kind of how scripture lays this out when we have a problem with someone, is you talk to them. But guys, we don't deal with stuff. We just don't. Can we stop? Can you care enough about your friend to tell them? Can you care enough about your, your siblings, your mom, your dad, your relationship with God, the desires he has for you, to have a real conversation with them? Can we please do that? You will not have healing. You won't. You're going to continue to hold on to it. You just will. And, and if it's a relationship situation, ah, you'll just bottle it down really well. You'll find a different relationship. But you have to get to the place where you can honestly deal with things in a healthy way. Now, listen, this is not a situation when you've been abused in some way. I am not saying, hey, go to your abuser. Like, I'm not saying that, okay? So hear me clearly on that. I'm talking most of the time when we think about who we're angry at, the situations that we've gotten ourselves in. There, there's, there's a lot of times a simple conversation that could have happened that would have eliminated this train that you're on, this train of destruction that you're on because you're angry, but you just never had a conversation. And, and, and when we don't have a conversation with it, and not only do you not have a conversation with them, but if you're a Jesus follower, you never have a conversation with God about it, right? You're like, okay, God, I moved on. Thank you. You forgive. I forgive him. Huh? And he's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. But I said I didn't. Eh, you say a lot of things. <laughs> God says that to me all the time. It's not like clear and audible, but I just feel it. He's like, yeah, you said that last week. Hmm. I did. But we do that. Okay, and, and, and so we have to learn how to deal with this because if we don't deal with it, this is what it leads to, guys. And this is the thing that scares me to death. It scares me to death when I see it in people. It scares me to death when I start to feel it in myself. If you do not deal with anger in a healthy, productive, timely way, you will become bitter. Guys, bitterness is the, is the worst. Bitterness is awful. In fact, I tell people all the time, who are in, whether they work for me or somewhere else, I say, if you're bitter, you need to go. Like, you need to go. Because bitterness is, is now beyond anger. Okay? Bitterness, bitterness is literally, that will rot out your insides. You're now looking at, I want to destroy them. It's no longer I'm mad at them. You've crossed that line. Your heart is hardened. There's nothing that is redemptive there anymore. It's all about, I want to see you go down now, okay? Like, and, and so, you guys, it is a short trek from anger to bitterness if you don't deal with it. That's why he says, don't let the sun go down on it. He says, deal with it. When you're angry, deal with it. Don't let the sun go down. Now, it's not like if you and I get in an argument and, and it's like, oh, my gosh, well, the sun's already down, so what are we going to do? Like, okay, you don't take it literally there. It's saying, it's saying deal with it in a timely way, Right? I've literally had couples in my office, and they look at the other one and be like, well, they went to bed without dealing with it. Yeah, you know that verse? They let the sun go down on their anger towards me. And I'm like, do you know what that verse means? Do you think he's literally talking about the sun? Like, do you think that's the point? No, he's talking about you got to deal with it. Deal with it. And she, she needed some time, man. She needed some time to process to work through it. You guys, when it says deal with it in a timely way, you don't, you don't use that verse as, as a weapon on somebody. Okay, if, someone get, if you wound someone and they're wounded and they're hurt, listen, me and my wife, we operate totally differently on hurt. 
uh, when, when, it's, when, it, when we're hurt, okay? For me, I'm like, let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. And she's like, get away, get away, get away, get away, right? Like, we handle it totally different. She is like, I need some space. And I'm like, how do I destroy the space? Like, I want to be in that space because I need to deal with this, right? So we, we go at it totally different. Um, and now we can laugh about it, except when I joke about her on a text. And so um, these things, you guys, happen and, and, and what, the, what, the, what the reality is, you've got to learn how to have a healthy, productive, constructive conversation in a timely manner. What it's warning against is when now it's been multiple days, three days, four days, five days, it's been months. For some of you now, it's been years, and you end up like me on the floor playing with your kids, and you have a freaking breakdown because you've been mad at your dad for 20 years. Okay? That's what I'm telling you and trying to keep you from. Because it, it, time stacks, doesn't it? I had a friend text me, well, a former coworker text me, one of my employees yesterday, and goes, hey, two years ago today was the first organ case of COVID. Happy COVID day, buddy. And I went, eh, you're so nice. Um, but I was, I was like, two years? Some of you have been mad at somebody since before COVID, and it's been two years now. And you feel like it's been yesterday. And you're still sitting in it. You're still mad like it just happened. Two years ago. What are you doing? You know how quick two turns to 10? 10 turns to 20? It's just like that. And so he's saying you got to deal with this in a timely way. This will rot at you. This will eat at your insides. This will make you bitter. Um, I, I was reading um, some great articles uh, about bitterness. And, and it literally was saying uh, one of the greatest dangers to unchecked or undealt with anger is how bitterness can form in you. That's what it's saying. This isn't even the Bible. This is like experts. This is psychologists. They're saying all bitterness starts out as hurt. When anger and resentment is left to fester, what we've been talking about, it eventually becomes the corrosive ulcer that is bitterness. Stephen Diamond writes that he defines bitterness as a chronic and pervasive state of smoldering resentment and regards it as one of the most destructive and toxic of all human emotions. If we repeatedly ruminate over how we've been victimized, nursing wrongs may eventually come, and this is what's crazy, may come to define some essential part of who we are, take hold of our very personality, and we'll end up becoming victims not as much as of anyone else but of ourselves. Oh, only a legit psychologist could write that, Right? And I'm sitting there going, yeah, the Bible like speaks to that. But I love how he puts words to that. And they're all acknowledging, man, you got to deal with this, this anger thing because uh, this anger thing leads to bitterness. And so you've got to deal with it, you guys. Man, I've been talking for a long time. Gosh, this is like two weeks in a row. Ephesians 4.31, let me close with this verse. Ephesians 4.31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice, okay? Let it be put away from you, okay? Get rid of it. Now, in the verse it, that I read before that, it had said what? Be angry, but don't let the sun go down. You're like, hey, it said be angry. Yeah, you guys know that there is a righteous anger? Okay, that's not what I'm talking about when I say you need to deal with it. Righteous anger is a good thing. Righteous anger is when I'm angry because of what something does to God, when I look at what's happening in Ukraine, I am angry. It's not a sinful anger. 
I'm angry because of, of what I know that's doing to the heart of God, to, to how God loves humanity. And, and so I'm angry when I read that, when I see that, when I see the images and, and, and all that. It angers me, you guys. There are certain things that if you don't get angry, I would question what's going on in your heart, okay? Um, if, 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 if somebody tried to attack one of my kids, I would be very, very angry. In fact, there would be wrath, Okay? And, and, and what would that be? Does that mean I'm just an angry person? No, that would be, right, that would be from a place of love, right? And so there is a righteous anger when you see what something does to the name of God, okay? And, but still, even in that, you need to learn to deal with that in a productive, healthy way, okay? So, so what do we do, right? Um, what do we do? What are some ways to help when we're angry? This I'm going to shut this thing down, okay? So, and this is like the duh. Well, you go to God, if you're a Jesus follower, you go to God. If you're not a Jesus follower, you got to go, where do I go? Okay, now I'm going to give you some other strategies if you're not, but still, um, you, you go to God, and how you go to God is what? You read his word, um, that is his mouthpiece of scripture, and then through prayer, you guys, you talk to him about it. You pray, you go, God, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm battling. Uh, you learn what your trigger signs are. You need to learn that. Okay, over time, that's emotional intelligence, which you start to learn how you're projecting yourself on other people. You need to learn the triggers that you have. We all have triggers. They're all different. They're phrases, there's words, there's, uh, situ- they're triggers. So you have to identify and know where your triggers are. You've got to understand why you're feeling angry. When I realized I was mad at my dad, that wasn't enough. I had to understand why am I angry at my dad? Why? So I had to go into that, right? If you don't ask why and go into it, you don't solve it. You become the hamster in a wheel, and it, it's there still, okay? So why? Understand why you're feeling angry. You have community. Every single one of these teachings, we talked about what? The value of community. You have community. You need to talk to your community, the people that are close to you that love you. You got to talk to them about what you're going through, what you're battling in, uh, the struggle that you have. Uh, physical exercise. Physical exercise will help you a ton in your anger. Physical exercise, okay? Okay. Um, and, and then there are other physical steps you can take. We don't have time to unpack all of those, but there's some great practical things. Um, the other thing is this. You need to explore your solutions. What are solutions to this anger that I could take? Right? We always just get caught in this rut of why I'm here, but what are some actual positive steps I could take with this anger? Okay? Um, and then lastly, like I said before, uh, but maybe in a different way, in a more focused way, is reach out for help. And maybe you need to meet with a pastor, maybe you need to meet with a spiritual leader, uh, a, a, a healthcare professional, somebody like that to help you navigate through what you're going through. Reach out for help, guys. Reach out for help, okay? These, you know, whenever scripture repeatedly warns us about something, it's for our good, okay? Um, and this is a bigger deal than what we're acknowledging that it is for us, Okay? And so I hope I've brought some life to this, and let's really examine our hearts in this. Let's see if there's some things in there, you guys, that you need to address, and maybe you need to deal with tonight.